0: So uh, today y'all better pray for your pastor because I'm like extra fired up. If you haven't noticed, I got some brand new devil stompers on. They are actually Pumas, but they kind of look like a a baby Jordan sneaker had a baby with a baby Puma sneaker and Forrest said they are Jormas. Little Jormas on this morning. Today, and so y'all pray for me, because I'm super fired up, and I know some of y'all have already looked at the outline, and y'all are thinking, good God, this is like a book today, I want to get to lunch, right? So your pastor's super extra fired up, and we got a book for an outline, so y'all pray for me. We're starting a brand new series, I'm glad and excited to be here, anybody else? Yeah, yeah, well good. So we're, we're, you picked a great day to be here, because we're kicking off a brand new sermon series, a new message, titled Relationships Rule. And so I feel like this is a great uh, transition to what we've been talking about for the last four weeks. We've been praying and fasting, right? Talking about making margins and goals for, for our today so that we can have victory by the end of the year. And you've got to know that the goals you set in life, the victories you want to have, the things you want to see God do in your life, the good things, the amazing things, the signs, the miracles, and wonders, yes, it's all done by God. Right, And the first, one thing I want to say, the relation, most important relationship in our lives is a daily, somebody say daily, daily. relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay, before we get into this, I just want you to know that. Your most strongest, most trusted relationship should always be the one with Jesus Christ. Okay? But God wants to take us places, and it's going to take others in our lives, to get to divine destinations, to experience divine miracles, it's going to take an army. And so we're going to talk about relationships. See, God wants us in real, right relationship with Him, but He also wants us in real, right relationship with others, with other people in our lives. It's, it's super key, it's super important for us. So look at that first point as we go ahead and get this kicked off. And so we see that, we recognize that relationships matter. Relationships rule, right? So the quality of our lives, your life, my life, will be greatly determined by the quality of our relationships. In other words, relationships rule. The quality of our lives can either be enhanced or they can be defiled. (laughs) The company that you surround yourself with can either help you grow in the kingdom of God, can help you grow in his truth, can help you grow in his word, can help you grow maturely, spiritually, or they can defile you, make you worse. So we have to surround ourselves, not just with good people, but real believing Christians, real believing brothers and sisters that are going to help us, pray for us, people that we can trust. We need to surround ourselves with high flyers and pace setters. If I got a big goal in my life, I got to surround myself with somebody who's been there done it. Right? And the other thing we got to remember, and y'all we get this messed up all the time. I don't know if it's a lie we as Christians buy or a, a lie that we've 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 held we hold on to. But see, we think when we need help, it's like we done something wrong. Right? If I reach out for help, that means there's something wrong with me. I'm not trusting Jesus enough. I messed up, right? Every single one of us needs help. I'm going to go ahead and raise both my hands. Right? It's, It's actually the mature thing to do to find somebody who's been there, done it. Glean from them. Learn from them. Ask them advice. And I guarantee you, you'll be blessed. It can enhance the quality of your life, or you can stay stuck, or you can get worse. I don't know about you, but we all said the last four weeks we all want to get better. We want to go farther. We want to get there faster. Somebody say faster. I want to get there farther. and I want to get there faster. And so I need to surround myself. So I need to be in real right relationship with God on a daily basis. I need to be praying that God send divine relationships into my life. And that's what I've been doing for our church, guys. That, that God would, there's some people that are fighting some battles alone, and we need more relationships, Good ones healthy ones. So that's what we're going to talk about these next couple weeks. So look at that next point. And this is, this is a, uh, an amazing thought to think about, that first sentence. Think of this. Our greatest joys and our greatest sorrows are connected to the relationships that we have. Think of that. That's a true statement, ain't it? The, 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 the happiest days of your life were with the best people in your life, the people that you love the most. And some of the worst days... Are them days that person said that hurtful thing and it still sticks to us? Or we lost somebody that we really love? That's one of the worst days? so we have to see this, right? The rest of that statement says every relationship in your life is either an asset or a liability. If relationships rule, what are the rules? And so as we're praying and seeking God's kingdom and asking for God to send good people into my life that I can trust. We need to understand that there's a a godly way to cultivate good relationships and a godly way to maybe sever some relationships. You know, you're not called to be in relationship with every single person on the planet. You're called to love every single person on the face of the planet. But you're not called to be in real connected relationship. If somebody's in, in real bad sin, you can still love them from afar. Do you know that? You can pray for them. If somebody's in addiction and they're hurting, they ask you for help, they know you're a Christian. This happens all the time. And if you don't, you don't give them money, then they, well, you're not a Christian. You don't believe in Jesus. Here, take this uh, little, this is for free. If somebody is battling addiction and they ask you for help, don't give them money. But hey, say, I'll go take you and buy you a meal. Because with cash in their hand, what are they probably going to do? So you still show them the love of Christ, and maybe you take that moment to drive them to the drive-thru and, and, and preach the gospel a little bit and love on them. So we can still love others, but we're not called, and I'm, I'm not called to be in direct connect relationship with that person right off the get-go. If God ordains it, then, then it'll pass, right? And so if relationships rule, what are the rules? See, because sometimes relationships, especially bad ones, what do they end up doing? They actually... Begin ruling and lording over my life. Anybody ever been in a toxic relationship? Don't tell me I'm the only one. I know them hands are timidly going up. If you've been in one online, put it in the chat. We've all been in a toxic relationship. See, God wants to bring relationships into our lives to enhance the right relationship that I have with him. Good relationships help us get better. Toxic relationships make us worse. Right? Toxic relationships make us worse and they end up ruling us. And so I make all these bad decisions because I'm trying to satisfy the other person. What has happened? You've made that person your God. Some of us have done this with our spouses. Somebody say amen. (laughs) Right? If my spouse is... It is, if I'm emotional because my spouse, and I'm letting that get to me, I place them as God. I'm not trusting in God. Right? And so relationships can rule over us. That's a sign of unhealthiness. That's a sign that I've done something wrong. And because relationships can rule over us, there needs to be some relationship rules for us. Okay? Let's look in, let's look in the scriptures and see what God says about relationships. I want to go ahead and look at Ephesians 4. And it's verses 10 through 18, 16. And this may not be a scripture that you initially think of when we talk about relationships. This is actually Paul talking about his church. But there's something really amazing and really good, somebody said good, that I want us to get at the end of this. So verse 10, it says, and at the and the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher to all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself now these uh, gifts christ gave to the church the apostles the prophets the evangelists and the pastors and teachers i want to go ahead there and just stop for a brief second and preach a little bit is that okay with you What we need to get from that, I felt like as I read that, Holy Spirit showed me, we need to, as we're trying to build and create good, healthy relationships and establish relationship rules, we have to see that God has made each and every one of us different. Somebody say different. And every single person brings something to the table. The teachers, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers. Paul says. Let me modernize that for you. Just because you ain't a worship leader, just because you ain't a pastor, just because you ain't a greeter, just because you ain't an usher, just because you ain't a a, a media team mender, you still bring something to the table and we respect and honor the other gifts and others should respect and honor the gifts that I bring. Amen? We need to recognize that as we're making relationships. No, we're not all the same, but we're all equal in the eyes of God, amen, that was for free. Number 12, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about in every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. You know, there's people in the the now that are paid professional influencers on social media. You know those influencers? If they ain't talking about Jesus, you better be careful what seed you're allowing to be planted in your life. That was for free, too. Number 15, instead, we will seek the truth and love growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, The church. And this last, this last verse what I really want us to stick to us and for us to get today as we, we dive in. says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy. I want you to underline that word. It's a magic word. Highlight it. And growing. There's another word, magic word. Highlight it. Underline it. And full of love. Healthy, growing. And full of love. We're talking about relationship rules. If you are in a relationship and it is not healthy, and it is not growing and going to high places, and it is not full of love, it's a toxic relationship. Look at the next point. Healthy, growing, and full of love are the results of a life-giving church. That's what God commands his church to look like. His church is not a building. We say all the time, right? His church is a people, right? So we can get something from this. This can tie right into our relationships. We need to be healthy, growing, and full of love on the daily. The next sentence, when we measure our relationships by these standards, we are able to discern what relationships require to be life-giving. That is a great rule of thumb. That is a great way that I can I see and identify if I need to cultivate this relationship or this relationship is not good for me it's not good for my family I pray for them I love them and I pray that if it's a relationship that that that, that has mattered in the past and maybe they've backslid or God is bringing you to new places then then you pray you believe that God's all about restoration Do you know that okay if it's a super important relationship in your life, God knows that. But you got to allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through you to love somebody where they're at. Right? Before you can start running together. you got to be equally yoked, the Bible says. you all know what that means? You know we're not talking about eggs, right? <laughs> I remember when I was in Teen Challenge and I first got born again and saved, I, we were reading that passage, like, what the heck? A yoke? That don't make no sense. <laughs> you know, I was a sinner now. Come on, somebody. Well, I was a sinner before I was a pastor. And um, one of my buddies in Teen Channel, oh, we're talking about a yoke. It's what they used back in the day. They tied up the oxen together. It was just a wood, you know, it was wood thing. I kept them when they're well, leading a cart or leading a wagon. It helps them lead evenly. When you're in a right relationship, you run at the same pace together. You're going in the same direction. You're doing the same things, right, evenly yoked. And so healthy, growing, and full of love. My prayer is that the, as we go through this the next couple weeks, the Holy Spirit would help us identify the life-giving relationships in our lives. And I hope and pray, we, we preach this and teach this, it's really a rule of three to five. You need three people in your inner circle that know everything about you. The junk, the stuff going on that you don't tell anybody about, so that they can, so that they can pray for you, people that you can trust three to five people in your inner circle so that you can you can load some of this burden off of you. You know what's healthy? You need somebody to talk to. We talk to God, but we need people we can talk to too, right? So I pray that the Holy Spirit would help us identify the life-giving relationships for this year so we can cultivate those, amen, to be better, stronger. So look at that next point. And so this whole series, we're going to talk about that relationship rule of relationships being healthy, growing, and full of love. And so today we're going to kind of focus on that first one. What does healthy mean, right? That's a word we casually throw around. Oh, are you healthy? Are you not healthy? So we're going to kind of dive into that today and study out really through God's Word what health means. All right, so what does it mean to be healthy? Here are three signs of health. Look at that next point. So the first sign, the thing we're going first thing we're going to talk about today of a health relationship is that there is trust. If you're paying attention, say trust. There is trust. So despite what our culture or the world tells us, the foundation stone of a health relationship is not love. It's actually trust. If you think about it, love hinges on trust. A lot of people don't feel in love anymore because... Somewhere along the lines, the trust got lost. How do you fall in love with somebody? Do you all know me and Pastor Jessica dated for like a whole year? How long was it, sugar boo? She counted the days. She was ready to tie the knot with this guy. (laughs) She's like, when are you going to do this thing? So you don't just fall in love with somebody. you, You trust them first. You establish a relationship in trust before you know it you respect honor and love begin to love this person and so it's no matter what the world tells you you know because love comes and goes oh I loved you yesterday and I just don't feel good anymore we're just going to part our separate ways if you are really in a relationship with somebody and you got to be able to see the good if if, you got to be able to trust somebody first You trust them first, and then love comes. So you can't have a healthy relationship without trust. Here's the thing. Trust is earned. I earned Jessica's trust for over a year as we dated. She earned my trust. I earned her trust. Sometimes it takes a long time to earn that trust, and you can throw that trust away In a blink of an eye. In a blink of an eye. One bad decision. Started with one bad thought. Started with one bad word. If it's somebody you really love, you better think and pray about the things that you're saying and doing. Because we do not want to lose the trust of those that we've earned that trust with. Look at Ephesians. We're back in Ephesians. Chapter 1, verse 12 through 13. It says, God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles, y'all know you're a Gentile, right? We haven't got anybody of Jewish pure Jewish blood in here, do we? You no, know, that'd be super cool if we did. And so you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news, that God saves you. And when you believed, somebody say believed, in Christ he identified you as his own by giving you the holy spirit whom he promised go okay, who's got the holy spirit working and living in and through you on a daily basis praise god praise god you're going to need him as the helper and so but we first trusted a side of trust is actually belief belief and trust go hand in hand because we believe in god If I believe in God, what am I saying? I'm putting my trust that he's real. I'm putting my trust that he's true. I'm putting my trust that he's going to save me one day, and I'm going to enter into the gates of heaven because I trust and believe that Jesus did on the cross for me. Just as we believe and trust in God, I said at the top of this, that's the number one most important relationship you need on your daily life, We also need people in our lives that we can believe in and trust in. We can believe and trust in them and know that they believe and trust in me. Does that make sense to you? Look at that next point. Because if we don't have people that we can believe and trust in, we probably don't have a whole lot of relationships Because when you you get burned by somebody that you trusted, there's usually a hurt. Somebody say hurt. Right? And hurts take time to heal. And so if you can't be trusted, our relationship is limited. I can't love you from a distance. Excuse me. I can love you from a distance, but I can't be in a life-giving relationship with you. An untrustworthy person consistently wounds the soul. So I know... we've all been in toxic relationships we've all been burned we've all been hurt that first that first dating experience right back in seventh or eighth grade you know and you got your heart broke man it was rough and we got outside and played and then in the woods or the dirt and got over it right and so we've all been hurt but it's all foundational in trust we're wounded we're in the areas where we trust others And so trust is foundational because once it's lost, feelings are involved. Hurt is involved. And so the Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, we are to guard our hearts. Y'all are smart. You know your word. Above all else. So you need to pray about the types of people you're allowing to speak into your life. Pray about the types of people that you're inviting into your circle. Like I said, I hope and pray you have an inner circle of people that you have, that you can open up to, that you can confide in. But guard your heart. Because if you trust somebody and they, they burn you, that hurt you, they, they misplace that trust, man, we, go, we can go through something hard. Right? And some of us have been hurt by some of the ones that we love and care about the most. And so we have to guard our hearts as we're making new relationships. That, that, that next scripture comes out of Proverbs 2. It's Proverbs 25, 18 through 19. It says, Telling lies about others is as harmful as hitting them with an, ox, an axe, and wounding them with a sword, or shooting them with a sharp arrow, and putting confidence in an unreliable person in times of trouble is like chewing with a broken tooth or walking on a lame foot. I pray that the Lord would bring us reliable, trustworthy people into our lives reliable, trustworthy people into our lives. People that have been there, done that, that will help us. As I read that scripture, I think back to my addiction and some of the things that I did to the people that I loved and cared about the most. And I believe my mom, she, I believe she she is so proud of me, uh, who, who I've become and just the things that God's doing in my life, but I still believe that she's wounded because I betrayed her trust over and over and over and over again. Now I never stole any money from her or really did anything like that, but at the end of my addiction, man, I couldn't tell the truth. You couldn't pay me to tell the truth. Every single thing that I told her was a lie, and I wounded her. And then she'd trust me again, and then I'd I'd hurt her, and I'd wound her again. I I did it to the people that loved and cared about me the most, those that were trying to help me. And I was being so selfish. It's like that scripture says. It was like a, a person who is untrustworthy, they wound you over and over and over again. And so we need to honor and respect those that we love. receive trust from others, and try our best to give trust to others. Look at that next point. So as we're talking about relationships, relationship rules, the first one is it's, it's built in trust. Okay? The second one is a sign of a healthy relationship is authenticity. It's the ability to be yourself without the fear of being judged. Healthy relationships, y'all, don't require, somebody say require, Require. masks. (laughs) I know a lot of places nowadays are requiring masks, okay? It's been beat like a dead horse. If you want to wear one, wear one. If you don't, don't. Respect the other person's ability to decide. We all get it. That was a side bunny trail we shouldn't have went down. But uh, healthy relationships do not require you to wear masks. I'm this person when I'm with this when I'm with this this person and I'm I, I'm this person when I'm with this other group of people. Do you know God created you to be all that he created you to be? And if you can't be who God's created you to be with that person, then you probably shouldn't be around them. If they are making you compromise or walk a tightrope or act a certain way when you're with them, then so be it. I'm not going to compromise my relationship with my Lord and Savior. And if you don't like the way that I talk, I act. If you don't think I'm funny, I think I'm pretty funny. Then too bad for you. (laughs) Jessica's like, you ain't funny, babe. I got a great sense of humor. They're laughing pretty good. I think they think their pastor's pretty funny. (laughs) Hey, man, I receive it. Right, but we we, we got to get back to being comfortable in our skin, the skin that Jesus Christ made for you. Be you, uh, be unapologetic about who you are. Now I'm not talking about you know don't don't be confident if you're being mean to people. Right, if you're a jerk, then maybe maybe people think that way about you because maybe you are being a jerk. Don't be the best jerk you can be. Right? Be the best child of God that you can be. If that's what you're doing, then keep doing it. Right? Keep doing it, keep being who God has made you to be. Right? Look at that. Look at that scripture. And this is the scripture I really want to use to drive this point home. And it comes out of Genesis 2, verse 25. And it says, They, who's they? Adam and Eve. This is before they sinned, before they, they ate of the fruit of the tree of knowledge and life, right? It says, they were both naked. The man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. I want you to underline that or highlight that today. They were not ashamed. And so as we're building relationships in the same way, we should not be ashamed of who we really are. You know, there's, there is no... Further place you can go with somebody than when you, you strip off a clothes, right? There's an, intimacy, there's an intimacy that happens when you shed the clothes. And in the same way in our relationships, God wants us to shed the clothes, so to speak. He wants you to expose yourself, expose the areas of your life to others, and let there not be any shame, any judgment. And if you expose yourself by trust into somebody that you, you, you respect, love, and care about, they should receive that. And if they don't receive that, then that's somebody you definitely shouldn't be in relationship with, right? But if you take that step and, and you do that, I promise you, God, He's going to do some real amazing things in and through that relationship. We can't be afraid of taking that step. We can't be be afraid of trusting the Lord to go to those places that God's asking us to. But if we would do it, we'll probably grow. We'll probably heal. He'll probably restore some things. We'll probably hear clearer. We might stop seeing less red. Some of us are just like seeing red. We're just angry and mad all the time. And it's because I have no one to to explain in my life what's going on. God says, you need some people that you can expose yourself to. Expose the hurts. Expose what's going on. Bring what's in the dark. Y'all tracking with me? Into the light. And it's going to take people. It's going to take people. People. Healthy relationships, they create a comfort zone for our nakedness, our spiritual nakedness to where we're not judged, we're received and people will help us. The next point. Authenticity creates a safe place to grow and become what God has called us to be. When you can be who you are, it creates, it cultivates that, that comfort zone, that safe place that I'm talking about for us to have a spiritual nakedness with those around us where I'm not judged and people will help us, come alongside us, pray for us. And in order for us to grow, we have to be willing to do those things. We sung about it this morning. We have to be willing to, to let the light in. Right? Open up the windows. Open up the doors. Who's been through our encounter? All them hands. Remember the session where we talked about the man's heart, and the woman's heart? We said that man, they, they live like in a hallway. They have all these doors with closed doors. A lot of us live our lives that way. We live in the hallway and we got all these doors that we don't want to go in because we're afraid of what's in there. But if we would just get honest and begin to open up the windows, open up the doors, we got a mansion to live in. And we're confining ourselves to one room, one little relationship room. Hey, and I'm gonna bash us guys for a minute. All the girls are like, oh, what's he about to say? Amen, Pastor. But you girls are better at relationships than us guys. I got one amen from a girl, a woman, but it's true. There's something we can learn and glean from. I'm gonna go ahead and brag on my wife. She is so great at relationships. She, she, she loves on, on all the women in this church. She's routinely checking up on them, texting them, like phone call them. She's got like, I don't know how many more group texts I can take, babe. <laughs> when they asked me to be a pastor, I was like, man, heck yeah. But well, I had no idea it was nothing but, but moving chairs and group texts. Hey man, If you want to be in ministry, you better be ready to move some chairs and be in about 20,000 group texts. Hey Amen. Oh, praise God, you're good, Lord, but, uh, she does such a great job, and, and that's one of my goals this year that I've said that that I would be more connected to the, to the men in our church, and we have a men's group text, I know some of y'all are chuckling in your heads, we don't do a whole lot of spiritual talk on there, but we're, we're still, uh, we're still connected, some of us want to just talk about black basketball, y'all know basketball don't matter, football is the only thing that matters, and, uh, but so relationships, oh, we got somebody leaving. He's a Kentucky fan, so he loves his basketball. It's all that got to hold on to. And so oh, we better get back on track. Y'all want to go eat lunch, don't you? We're having fun. But authenticity, it creates a safe place, guys, for us to grow and become what God calls us to be. If you feel spiritually stuck, it might be because you don't have some, some, some good healthy relationships in your life. Reach out. Talk to me. Talk to Pastor Jessica. We'll get connected. I'll find somebody to get connected with you. Amen? The next point. The third thing we're going to talk about today is honor. So we need trust, we need authenticity, and we need honor in all relationships that we enter into. Right? Authenticity covers us, and it covers our, our nakedness. It covers our vulnerability. But honor, it celebrates. Somebody say celebrates. It celebrates the diverse things. It celebrates... Your gift and my gift is celebrates the diversity, right? We're equal, but we're not the same. In the eyes of God, all are equal. All are called, all are redeemed if they want to be. But your gifting's different. My gifting's different. Your life, the path you take, is different than mine, and my life's different than, than yours. But God still wants to, wants to cultivate some things. He still wants to bring people together, right? He wants people to run together. Uh, honor is the, uh, this is this is what the Lord showed me, honor is the way to everyone's heart. It's the key. Put that in the chat if you're watching online. Honor is the key to unlocking the heart. We all want to be celebrated. We all want to be, be encouraged in the things that we're good at. And so we, we want to honor them. When you see somebody that is doing something amazing, somebody who is stepping into their gifting, you honor them. Because when you honor them, something happens on the inside. And you know it's true because when somebody recognizes you and honors you, and they say that, 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 that thing to you, and it's like on the inside, you're like jumping up in joy, up and down for joy, right? Because it blesses your heart, it blesses your soul. Right? In that same way we gotta honor and respect others. I wanna do something. Holy Spirit's just saying, Savannah, this morning, that worship song was amazing. That was amazing. The spirit moved in this place. Right? That that's that's honor. And thank you for stepping into your gifting. It was amazing. It blessed us. And so, but when you see somebody doing something amazing, doing something good, taking that step of faith, please come alongside them and celebrate them. Celebrate them, right? And so that's that's how we love. That's how we encourage others. Look at Romans 12, 10. I added this one. It's not going to be on your paper outline. But it says, be devoted to one another in what? Love. Don't worry. We're going to talk about love and relationships. We'll hit love. We ain't talked about it yet today, but we're going to come back to it. But the second part of that says what? Honor. Honor another above yourselves. We show true love when we actually honor others above ourselves. We're all trying to get to the top of the ladder, right? And you can be two types of people. You can be that person that just climbs, does whatever you can to get yours, right? To get on top. Or you can be that person that is so spiritually mindful of knowing what's going on and and who you are in the eyes of God and what God wants to do that you help others along the way. So are you helping others on your journey of faith? Or are you doing it alone? Or are you stepping on and over people? That's not Jesus. That is not Jesus. Jesus extends a hand all the time. We need to be the hands and feet of Jesus. The next point, honor elevates one another. We're talking about this ladder of life. It helps elevate others when we honor others. It places inherent value upon the relationship. Honor allows the relationship to be reciprocal. Here's the thing I want you to see too. You can't receive from someone you don't honor and they can't receive from you if you have been offended mm, somebody say offended we've all been there maybe some of us are there right now i hope i'm i'm not the person that has offended you if you're sitting there saying man pastor Ian, you've never offended me just wait (laughs) it'll happen because i'm not perfect when we've been offended we're not going to honor that person Jesus said we are to love our enemies and so we need to love and honor even those that have hurt us and God wants to restore those hurts and help those hurts because when we don't give honor where honor is due offense rears its ugly head When we don't give honor where honor is due, offense rears its ugly head. And I want to show you something. Look at Matthew 13, 57 through 58. Did you all know it says that Jesus couldn't, the Son, the Messiah, could not enact signs, miracles, and wonders but few. Where he was from, where he called home, and it says, and they were deeply, y'all sound kind of quiet, they were deeply, Offended. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. They refused to trust in him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except his own hometown and among his own home family. And so he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. Because of their unbelief and their offense, they couldn't receive How many healings missed their healing that day? How much freedom was missed out on that day? Not because of Jesus isn't who he says he is, right? It was because something was wrong in the heart of man. So if you need God to do something supernatural in your life, it's not because God isn't who he says he is. It may be because there's something wrong with me. And that's a real honest talk, right? I got to look myself in the mirror. Lord, is there something that I'm holding on to? Is there an offense? Is there disbelief? Is there doubt? And it all ties back to honor. We got to honor the one. And just as we honor him, man, when you honor God for who he is, You will just naturally honor others. (laughs) Do you know that? (laughs) When you honor Jesus Christ on the daily, you will just, honor will just flow out of you. You're going to compliment people all day long throughout your day. You're going to walk in joy, and people might look at you kind of crazy, like, man, what's going on with this guy or this girl? It's Jesus. I honor my Father. (laughs) And the compliments you seek, God's going to do them through you, and then before you know it, He who sows will reap. And the things that you need are going to come back to you. That last point. So this is what we're going to end today. We're going to pick up next week. So a healthy relationship is built on three things we talked about today. Trust It's protected through authenticity and thrives through honor. This relationship rule helps us discern what needs to be pruned, fertilized, or purged from our lives. The relationship rule of thumb. Trust authenticity and honor trust authenticity and honor let's look at our lives let's look at the relationships we have am i honoring those around me can i be the real me apart from masks with those around me and can i honor And trust those. Hey, and the relationships that I am, is it reciprocal? Are people honoring and putting trust in me? And are they being themselves around me? Those are the things we need to be asking for, seeking, and praying for today. Amen. Y'all join me in prayer. Who wants some real, amazing, good, healthy Christian relationships? this year, today. Man, look at all them hands. Man, y'all know we're sheep, right? We're called to run in flocks and herds. And so I hope there's no lonely sheep in here. And so that's our prayer today, God. Lord, bring all the scattered sheep into the fold. God, bring all the scattered sheep into the pen. Seek them. Find them, God. Bring them. God, bring this church into closer unity. Help us celebrate each other. Help us celebrate who you are. Bring us closer together in in real right relationship, God. We love you and we thank you, Lord. If you're born again and you know the Lord, Jesus, as your personal Savior, I want you to please right now pray for the lost. We all know somebody that's lost and out there. So please do that for me right now if you know somebody that's lost. What I want to do as we get ready to close is if you're here today or you're watching us online, we're talking about relationships and as we started today, I said the most important relationship in your life is being in relationship with Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah. And if He's not your personal Lord, if He's not your Savior, if you're not talking to Him every day, if you're not worshiping Him every day, you're not probably in relationship with Him. God wants to change that right now. I want to change that right now. Because that's, that's, your, that's your, your step one. That's your, the first thing you need to do. The first decision you need to make if you want real healthy relationships to come in your life is you got to make Him number one. So if you want to do that today, I want to ask you to do something for me. No one's looking at you. We're all praying right now actually for you. But what I want you to do is I want you to stand up. If you are in this sanctuary and you want to accept Jesus, I want you to by faith physically stand up in this place. To say, I hear what God's saying. I wanna be, I wanna be adopted into the family of God. I want a Lord and Savior that I can trust, that I can be authentic around, and that I can believe in and who will honor me. So if that's you, I'm gonna give you a few more seconds, a few more seconds. If that's you online making that decision, put something in the chat. Say I'm making that decision. I wanna make Jesus my Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. God, no one is standing but I want to lead us all in a prayer somebody could be making this decision online and so right now I want to lead us in a prayer and please repeat after me let's do it loud and proud today Heavenly Father God we love you with our everything we accept your son we believe that Jesus is we confess that he is Lord he is Savior and Redeemer of my soul Forgive me of my sins. Redeem my future. Holy Spirit, come. And lead my life every day. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. What time do we get done? 12.50. A little long, but y'all still get to go to lunch. Does that make anybody happy? Yeah, yeah. We got some good spiritual food. Now let's get some real food. But uh, I hope you had fun today. We love you guys. Thank you for coming. Y'all are dismissed. Y'all bring somebody with you to church next week.